Hello and welcome to the podcast. You're listening to Be Uncluttered. I'm Rebecca Mazzino and with me is Tara Tuttle and together we are going to help you on your journey to a life free of clutter. Hello and welcome to the episode today. We would specifically like to welcome all of our listeners from Ottawa in Canada. Thank you for joining us. We know there's a few of you out there and we're really glad that you're tuning in. Today we would like to talk about the minimalists and one of their games or challenges that they play called the Min's Game and our experiences and thoughts on that. But, Beck, you're going to tell us a little bit about the minimalists first, aren't you? Yes, I am. And hopefully I don't get any of the facts wrong, but it's quite easy to fact-check fact that yourself. Um, Google will do a good job of that. But the minimalists are these two guys who have been child, friends since childhood, uh, Ryan Nicodemus and Joshua Fields Milburn, and they are basically the minimalists. They are branded that way and they have a blog and they have a podcast and website and books and all of those things. The The minimalist journey started really with Joshua Fields Milburn and after his mother died and he had to go through all of her possessions, he started questioning his lifestyle. His marriage broke down and a few different things happened and he started questioning the way he lived and whether or not it was making him happy and how to change his lifestyle so that he could be happier. And basically he embarked on the journey of minimalism that he'd heard about from somebody else. This isn't around... Uh, leading up to 2010 and then his friend Ryan who he had been friends with for years asked him why on earth he was so happy after a while and so Joshua told him all about it all about the minimalist journey and how he'd been on it and how it was changing his life and so Ryan decided to do the same so they've basically become advocates for a minimalist lifestyle uh, public advocates for it there's a really good TED talk, actually. It's not that long. I think it's maybe, you know, 15, 20 minutes um, with both the guys and they talk about that initial kind of thing that that, that ignited their their interest or their mm. passion to start on the journey. So I'll try and find that and put a link to it in our show notes. So if you want to mm. watch that, um, because they do talk about it through the podcast and in their books, but you might have to go hunting about or hunting mm. for why they started, but otherwise this TED Talk kind of sums it up pretty concisely. Yeah, that's a good idea. Thank you. Because uh, they've got a book. I've got the book, Everything That Remains, which I've had signed actually. That was very exciting. So the minimalists came to Adelaide in 2014 and I went to their talk and met them afterwards, got myself hugs from both of the guys because they always I was going to ask if you got a hug, yes. I definitely got a hug. Hugs? I waited a long time. I reckon I was the third last hugger, um, my mum and I, and uh, got a photo. I was beside myself with excitement because I quite, even though I'm not a minimalist and I don't actually advocate the minimalist lifestyle for everyone, so I'm never, I'm not one to push it on anybody, but I am, you know, really a real strong, really strong advocate of curating all of your belongings, and that's what minimalists do. They create, curate it to the point where they have very little, but they still, it's still very much about living an intentional lifestyle. And so, I'm a huge fan of the benefits of minimalism and the lessons that we can learn from it, and how we can apply that to our own lives, even if we don't necessarily follow the exact um, minimalist things. So, yeah, I have always been a follower of of the minimalists and um surprisingly though I haven't done 
this challenge that we're going to talk about today and Tara has so she's going to be the one to share her experience with it Um, but she's going to tell us you know first a little bit about what the game is. Yeah, so I came to the minimalists party a bit later, as I do, tend to show up late to everything. Um, And I probably only started 18 months ago listening to their podcast and then I couldn't get enough and then I had to go and borrow the books from the library and um, kind of binged on everything minimalist for a while there. And I'm definitely not a minimalist. Um, not, I'm not in, even in the same postcode as you, Beck, in terms of minimalism, <laughs> but, um, uh, I really like the way that they talk about minimalism and some of the values that drive their behavior really resonate with me and things, you know, mm. I think they can be a bit misunderstood because their lives are still really full. Their lives are just full of experiences and um, quality time and really um, bringing people into their lives with intention or bringing stuff into their lives with intention rather than, you know, the rest of us that have these really full lives with just excess. Um, mm. So, I, you know, I commend them for the lifestyle that they, they lead and for the message that they promote and I think they do some really good work. So the game that we want to talk about today or the challenge that they talk about on the podcast and on their website is called the 30-Day Minimalism Game. And if you're looking for it on Instagram or Facebook, places like that, quite often it carries the hashtag MinsGame, M-I-N-S-G-A-M-E, MinsGame. And I'm going to read a little bit from their website about how it works so that you know exactly how they explain it rather than having my version of it. They say to find a friend, family member or co-worker who's willing to minimise their stuff with you next month. So it begins at the beginning of the month. Each person gets rid of one thing on the first day of the month, two things on the second, three things on the third, so forth and so on. Anything goes, collectibles, decorations, kitchenware, electronics, furniture, bedding, clothes, towels, tools, etc. Whether you donate, sell or trash your excess, every material possession must be out of your house and out of your life by midnight each day. It's an easy game at first. Anyone can purge a few items, right? But it grows considerably more challenging by week two when you're forced to jettison more than a dozen items per day. And it keeps getting more difficult as the month progresses. Whoever keeps it going the longest wins. You both win if you both make it to the end of the month. Bonus points if you play with more than two people. So given that, um, if you lasted the 30 days and gave away the same number of items as the day for the entire 30 days, you'd get rid of 465 items. If it was a 31-day month, you'd be 496 items. So um, it's pretty impressive when you think of, you know, being able to part with that much stuff from your house in one month. Mm. What do you think, Beck? Yeah, it, it's a big number, isn't it? And I think that a lot of people would be quite aware that they have that amount of stuff that they could possibly get rid of. But it's still, you know, it's exciting and scary at the same time, I think, that seeing that number. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, if you look up the hashtag Min's Game online, 
at the moment, I think I looked it up yesterday and it had been used over 79,000 times already. So if you think, um, and obviously people might use it every day of the month that they do the game, but when you think of the number of items in the number of houses mm-hmm. that have been let go of and the amount of people that might have done this game and, you know, not posted about it anywhere, um, there's a lot of stuff being let go out there. Yeah. So hats off to the boys for uh, igniting yeah. a bit of a excitement around getting rid of stuff. Yeah, and and, this, and we're going to have a little bit of chat about, you know, the pros and cons of this particular method, but it you, it, you can't, well, what was I going to say? You can't deny that it's motivating um, to have something that you're doing with somebody else and making a game out of it. And I think that's, you know, uh, there's a big big appeal there. Yeah, and I think um, it's like most things, if you've got someone that you're accountable to or you turn it into a competition, um, you're more likely to stick with it. I think Mm. you could, if you can think of someone that you want to play it with, you could also put a bit of a wager on it. Um, mm-hmm. Whoever gets the furthest might win the prize. The prize might be, you know, that the person takes you out for a cup of coffee or a meal or it could be $20 or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. works for you and your friend. But um, anything that kind of keeps you committed and keeps you going, I think I think would work, would be helpful. Mm. Yep, I agree. So do you want to talk about the pros and cons or do you want to talk about your journey through this game? first um oh yeah look I'll tell you about my experience I decided to do it because I was convinced that I wouldn't last (laughs) um so when I did it, I shared it online with some of my followers and had a few friends and family join me in it as well and a few of my followers I challenged them to do it as well and post every day about what they were letting go of. And, you know, we hadn't moved that long before I did the game and I was like, I don't have this. There's no way that I have. I didn't even think I'd have 200 items in my house (laughs) that I could let go of. But I did. I made it through the whole month and it was Mm. hard, like, I, the first week I was like, oh, man, I am so good at this. Like, <laughs> and then by about day 18, 19, I was like, oh, you know, scrounging. I'd be like, oh, yep, item number 19, woohoo, get up the next day. 20, now I've got to come up with 20. And by the end I was doing like, right, Sienna and Maddie, so my kids, can you go get your drawers out of the bathroom and we're going to go through all your hair clips and so then I'd be like this bobby pin is one (laughs) hair clip is one because I was like and I was really scrounging because I was like well technically that's an item that we don't need and I'd say to the girls you know they they got in on it a bit as well and I'm like why don't you go through your you know your dolls any um, shoes that are, don't have a match or anything like that, any Barbie clothes you want to let go of, like just <laughs> come on, pur- help me purge. So I think I got to the point where I was like um, you know, stalking of members of my family, <laughs> trying to get them to part with stuff, <laughs> peer pressuring everyone. Um, but I did it. I got to the end. I've never been oh, so well relieved uh, to do it. And was it a 30-day or 31 days? It was only 30. Oh, yeah. lucky that, you. Th- that like, 31 days would have broken me, I tell you. <laughs> but it, 
the thing for me, I found it very all-consuming. So I'd be walking around my house knowing that by the end of the day I had to have my items in a pile photographed and put on Instagram. And so then I'd be like, I'd go to dust a shelf and I'd be like, what's on this shelf? What can I take? What books? Oh, have I read that one? Yeah, look, quick, yay, I found a book that I don't need anymore that can go. And But I was like thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I felt that was a downside for me. Is it like? I don't know if it was a competitive spirit or what, but it, it consumed me for the month. Did you get rid of anything that you later regretted in your kind of enthusiasm? Um, no, I think that was part of the inspiration. At the time I um, let go of a few recipe books and that's what inspired me to then put all of my recipe books online because some of them I let go of and I was like yeah I'm not going to use them again and then there were others I was really keen to include in the number but I was like there's recipes in there that I still use so then that you know later on I was too scared to get rid of them and then regret not Mm. having them so I think the following month is when I converted most of my recipe books into an app so that I didn't have the books on my shelf anymore um so in spite of a few things like that, but no, I don't think there's anything. My kids might disagree. There's probably a headband or two they've got looking for. But um, <laughs> was like, I'm like, oh, yeah, sorry, I had to make up the numbers for that day. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone. It's but, gone. yeah, no, nothing, nothing obvious that stands out. Okay, yeah. So why have you never done it, Beck? I don't know that I have enough to get rid of. I'm, I'm like you, you know, like you thought at the start, I just don't think I have enough stuff that I could get rid of. I mean, I obviously have stuff that I could get rid of. I have more than that many items in my house. So very, it's very possible to actually achieve. But I don't necessarily want to let go of all of those things because because I practice, you know, an intentional lifestyle as best I can with regards to my stuff, I actually cull really frequently already. And so I sort of can't really think of many spaces I mean obviously there's the old one like I know my bathroom vanity cabinet at the moment could do with a going through and there's a couple of spaces that you know I might need to to dive into but I probably wouldn't get much out of them because I go into them really frequently and get rid of things so I just sort of think when I've got stuff constantly leaving the house um, it doesn't really build up enough for me to end up with 500 items in a month to get rid of so, I mean, I could give it a shot, I suppose, but I reckon I would probably give up <laughs> fairly soon. <laughs> I reckon I'd get halfway. But, yeah, I, don't, I just haven't seen the need. I declutter regularly anyway and I don't have that much stuff. So, yeah, but I can, I'm, I'm just thinking now maybe like my picnic wear, which I ignore, like all that picnic stuff, and our first aid could probably gather a few bits to, to get rid of. So I, I might be able to, yeah. It's hard because, um, oh, and if it sounds like it's really noisy here, that's just because it's pouring with rain. It's a beautiful 10-degree day in Canberra, <laughs> pouring with rain. Just, you know, lovely. Um, and, yeah, see, I'm the same. I keep a bag or a box in my house, which is like for outgoing items. And I think when you're in that cycle of letting things go regularly, you don't have that I, I never do a declutter. I never go, right, mm. I'm setting aside an hour to declutter. If I find myself looking at something or handling something that I think this never gets used or we don't use, we don't love this, sad's no value, it goes in the box straight away. So 
I think um, I think it's probably a really good game to get people started. Um, yeah. People that just don't know where to start because there's no limits. You're not just doing one room. It's like way back in the beginning of our podcast when we talked about the um, taking a trash bag, the two trash bag tango. When you've got heaps of clutter and you just got to start somewhere, mm. um, and you can go room to room and pick up the obvious things that are. That yeah, are standing out. Just remove them. Mm. Yeah, it's a good, it's definitely a good one for someone who, it's a great game for people who haven't decluttered in a very long time or mm. for anyone who's planning a downsize um, as well. So when they have to actually have a bit of an extreme declutter, but definitely it's easier for people who haven't done it for a very long time. Those of us that do it frequently, yeah, we end up like you picking the, <laughs> the scraping the barrel for the tiniest little crumbs. Um, to get rid of at the end. Yeah, I was at one point. I'm pretty sure there's like some something like um, a broken chopstick, and I was like, "Ooh, can I count that as two? And I'm like, "Okay, come on." <laughs> no, like, de- but that's the thing. It was like desperate yeah, times, yeah. and when I'm going, "Okay, how many, how many things can I find?" And I was so determined because some of the people I was playing with. I knew they would get to the end of the month. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I have I have not got that much stuff that I don't love or use because I'm, you know, and then, of course, I'm kicking myself because two weeks before I started the game, I took, like, three bags of stuff oh. to the charity store and I'm like, oh, I should have saved them. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is kind That's of, cheating that's too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want don't need to stockpile before I do the game. <laughs> um, but, Yeah. Anyway, so um, what do you th- what do you think, Beck? What are the upsides of of having a go at the men's game? Ah, oh, definitely the the accountability is one of the best things about it. That you've got somebody else who knows what you are trying to achieve, and you know one of the best ways to get a goal achieved is to tell everyone about it, and especially if you're externally motivated. And so having that commitment that public commitment or that commitment, you know, with your friend is a real motivator. So I think that that's, you know, one of the best things about it. And, you know, and the novelty, the novelty of it, making it a game instead of a job, you know, decluttering is seen by a lot of people as, by most people, as a rather unpleasant activity. It involves decision-making and physical work and, uh, all that kind of emotional decision making, so it's not it's not seen as fun. Uh, whereas you know, having a making a bit of a game of it can can help with that. I think it's nice because it's a short term commitment. You're going to get some big results, especially if some of the things you're letting go of are bigger items. Mm. But it's you're not you know you're not committing to a year of no spending. You're not committing to you know. 20 items a week for the entire year it's one month and it's well it's as long as you can last through that month so if you don't even get to the end of the month well hey ho that's just part of the game but um you're going to get some pretty good results in a pretty short amount of time so I think for Mm -hmm. people and most of us these days have such a short attention span anyway to think that you're only committing something to something for 30 days is pretty good yeah and we're all really busy and we've got lots on so having that shorter commitment is a bit more motivating than, than a longer one that you, you might be less inclined to start if it was if it involved a longer commitment. Mm-hmm. I think that the desperation to not be beaten as well <laughs> does make you look at things like I thought I was pretty good at clearing stuff out, but when I was 
at those, yeah, it was the late teens I found really tricky. Um, and, you know, so then I was like really looking through and going to the bottoms of drawers and the mm. backs of cupboards going, okay, how many vases of that size do I have? And, you know, obviously previously I'd thought they'd, they were fine and I used them enough. But when I was getting desperate, I'm like, okay, I have another vase, the exact same size, just a different colour. Mm. You know what, actually I don't need to. So, you know, forced me, my desperation to not lose, <laughs> Your competitiveness. forced me to kind of re-examine <laughs> things that I had previously justified to myself. So yeah. um, if you're someone that's competitive, which I tend to be, um, <laughs> really? probably more so with yeah possibly well and definitely when I'm playing with family or friends I'm like oh yep and because some of them are like if you decluttered well you should have nothing to declutter and I'm like "Mm, I know but mm, I still do well we're normal um, everyone's this is the thing you know there's always something to declutter like there's always something and it doesn't matter who you are even if you're a minimalist there's there's always always stuff still coming into our house especially if you've got kids yeah Stuff comes mm. in all the time, you know, just, just as part of life. It's it's always hanging around. So, yep. yeah, there's always something to declutter no matter who you are and, you know, even if you are a minimalist, you you, know, you might not be able to even, you might not even own 500 things if you're a minimalist, but there's still one or two things that, that could go. So for sure. Yep. I, the more we talk about this, the more I'm thinking I should give it a go, just like, like for the backs of the cupboards and for those things that I'm sort of going, oh, you know, just in case. Um just for when <laughs> and uh, where I probably am only keeping them because I have the space for them, not because I actually will use them. So, yeah, I reckon I might give it a shot. Well, maybe we could say to any of our listeners that are keen to give it a go, we could say have a think about whether you'd be prepared to start it in June and at the beginning of June in our community page on Facebook we might say, or, you know, maybe the day before, say who's up for the men's game in June and see if there's a bunch of you because maybe you could use our Be Uncluttered community as your competitors. Yeah. And we could uh, share some some victories. I don't think think myself or my family are ready for another round. (laughs) I need to. Yeah, I think think it might be my turn. Yeah. I might have to take one for the team. last time. See how you go. I might be able to. Maybe we could do it together. I might be able to come up with a few, few, few of your days here and there <laughs> when you're uh, struggling. Um, well, we haven't talked about the downsides yet, so maybe I'll change my mind. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, one big downside, I guess, is regret. If you get, let go of items and later regret them because you're doing it in the spirit of yeah. competition, you're caught up in the moment. I th- yeah, I think you can become a bit impulsive. I yeah, I didn't find that there was anything that that I regretted, but I did there was some impulsive decisions. There were things that I had previously justified which I decided to change my mind on. Mm. Um and it turned out I didn't regret that. So that's a bonus, but yeah, some people I would worry um that hmm. just, you know, yeah, they'd get a in the spirit bit of too excited. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe yeah. regret it later on. Yeah, but I mean, we even when we're not playing games, though, we we can still make the mistake of letting go of something that we probably shouldn't have or, or regret later on. But I guess the key is that 
the understanding that's always going to happen and we're just still going to be okay. Uh, so I guess, I guess we can apply that same thinking to when you're in the spirit of the game as well. Yeah. And some of those techniques that we talked about, you know, asking yourself what, what's the worst that could happen if you let it go. Mm. If the worst is highly unlikely or the worst isn't that bad, then, you know, that's pretty good assurance that, that you're not going to regret it. Yep, I agree. So you one, mentioned the kids. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say one downside of this competition is letting go of other people's possessions without their knowledge. And I didn't, my kids were pretty involved because once I told them about it and then they'd see me scurrying around and going, do you need that? Do you want that anymore? Can we give that to charity? <laughs> they'd be like, I'm still, I'm still brushing my hair with this brush, mum. No, you can't take my brush. Like, oh, have we got another brush? Is there another brush in that drawer that we can let go of? Um, so... I, my family knew, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they knew of everything of theirs that we were letting go of and certainly the kids did come to the party. Well, I remember one of their job lists for one of the weekends. I was like, right, you girls need to find 10 items each in your bedroom to let go of and they're like, what? And I'm like, don't worry, I'll pay you a dollar pocket money for your job. But I said because it's day 20 and I got nothing. <laughs> you know, you guys got to come up with 10 items each. And they were fine and they happily did it. There were a few things that I'd be like, no, no, we're not letting go of your school shoes. They need to stay, put them back, find something else. But, yeah, they were quite happy. But I can imagine, especially because quite often people that want to declutter get really frustrated with other people in their house that aren't, at that point yeah. yet that they want to yeah. let go of stuff. So it can be really tempting to start letting go of other people's things. Um, so I think that can be a downside if you let that happen. Yeah, for sure. You also mentioned that you were that you had to do the um, photos by midnight. So to me that's like that's a commitment every day to gather possessions together, photograph them have them leave the house, post it online. I mean, I guess you don't have to post it online if you're just doing it with a friend. You can, either that can either trust that you've done it or you can send them a photo. But that seems like a big time commitment also every day. And so does that mean that you, you know, it ends up, you end up being a bit, what's the word? Um, Consumed. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good word, consumed. Yeah, yeah, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I think even... Like I had, a, you know, I had a little bit of work on at the time, but I remember this being like, you know, my goal for the day, get, get up, shower, get the kids to school, brush my teeth, do my hair, <laughs> find, 27 find things. 28 <laughs> items, you know, like, and I can imagine that for people that then struggle with making decisions about what to keep and what to let go, it's, it could be all consuming mm. um, because if those items aren't easy to hand and easy to let go of then you could sign yourself up for a whole lot of heartache and struggle to get through it I didn't think the deadlines were very realistic either I didn't subscribe to getting things out of the house by midnight I had a couple Mm. of boxes in the corner of my room and I was like once they're in the box that's the point of no return but yeah um I didn't I wasn't going to go to drop things to the charity shop every day and there was some of my kids toys and clothes that we let go of that we gave to some friends who have got younger girls but I I only saw them once a week so I wasn't gonna you know go to house every day and go here's another six things here's another four (laughs) hairbands here's another you know like so the getting it out of the house by midnight for people that attempted to you know bring Bring stuff back back in in, or that they 
their worry about it. I would even say just put it in the boot of your car or, mm. you know, put it by the front door, remove it from the immediate space so that yeah. you know it's on the way out. Or but, seal it yeah. in a box so that you've got to go to a fair amount of trouble to get it out again, so, you know, which might then remind you that you shouldn't be getting it out of there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that the deadlines were a little bit unrealistic, but, you know, each to their own. I guess you you make up the rules with your um, mm. competitors and figure out what works for you. Yeah, and I think it's one of those things where once you know the rules, you can decide how you're going to bend them. Um, and as mm-hmm. long as the people that you're playing with are subject to the same bending of rules, then it's yeah, it's all okay. Yeah, and I would do things. I remember um, having a day or a couple of days where we were really busy. I probably had some work on. I don't know. Kids had sport, whatever. Um, and so I would some days I'd do a couple of days in a row photograph them all put them all in a box especially in the early days when it was not as many items um but it's easy yeah so just so that I wasn't wasn't on my mind all day every day but yeah yeah I remember helping mum at one stage do it I think she did the the men's game I don't know how far she got um whether she got the whole way or not I have to get her to um mum make sure you tell us all in the community group mum's in the Facebook group so she'll tell us but I remember yeah, grouping things together because she there's like she'd hadn't she'd missed about four days. She was well behind. And so she was going through her wardrobe and passing me costume jewelry and scarves and I was kind of grouping them and so I'm like, okay, I've got seventeen. So I'd take the photo seventeen, bundle them up, then I'd lay out eighteen, take that photo, <laughs> put them in the box, <laughs> lay out nineteen. So we were sort of doing doing that. I remember doing that with her, but I can't actually remember whether she finished or not. So that'll be um we'll have to ask her to to share that with everyone and how she went. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and this is very similar to when we discussed Marie Kondo and her methods. The problem that I see with this game is that it doesn't address the acquisition. So, yes, Mm. you're letting go of all this stuff and that is great. That's a really good place to start. But unless you are looking and contemplating how it all got to be in your house in the first place and why you were bringing things in that you were no longer using or possibly never used until you start addressing that acquisition you're going to be in the same position you know time after time after time yeah yeah you'll end up having to keep redoing the game over and over and over again you'll never end up in maintenance mode you'll always stay in decluttering mode because there'll always be more than than you need so yeah that's that's something I would recommend too is is as you're doing this game if you are going to do the game look at each item and ask yourself did I you did did I buy this for the right reasons? And there's a lot of things that you're letting go that you did buy for the right reasons and you got a lot of use out of them. So there might be a pair of jeans that you wore for four years, but, you know, they've they've got a tear in them and the hem's falling down and the crotch has got a tiny hole in it. It's like, okay, the, the time's to, to let go. So that's one of your items. But then there'll be other things like the brand new top that's still got the tag on it. And that's one that's worth looking at and saying, why did I buy this? And how could I prevent myself from making that same mistake again in the future? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just, and that's what I guess probably what makes it more time consuming as well is adding that uh, reflection to the process, um, mm. but would be time well spent. I think if it helped you to change your habits long term. Yep, I agree. Even if it just means four listings coming in the house that year, it's going to be better than nothing. Mm. Any other downsides you can think of, Beck? For some people, 
like people who are highly competitive or for people who have perfectionist tendencies, um, I think the whole idea of that high volume of stuff leaving and the whole idea that it's there are rules and you must do this, I think that could discourage people. It sort of discourages me a little bit just because I think I don't quite have enough stuff to get rid of, but it, it also discourages me a little bit because it's quite strict and, you know, you have to do one and then two and then three and then four. And those that when you've got perfectionist tendencies um, or if you're highly competitive um, and you're real, you like sticking to the rules, that might mean that you actually don't start at all. And so you can be discouraged from beginning that game just simply because you're, you know that you'll be unwilling to not stick to the rules. That's a really convoluted way of saying that. <laughs> Sorry. I think you but know what I, I think mean. I, yeah, and I think that the idea as well that you have to make it to the end mm. is kind of discouraging because some people might get to day 10 and be like, yeah, I'm done, I've run out of things. Well, you know what, that's still a pretty awesome effort um, because mm. it's a whole lot more things than you would have otherwise got rid of if mm. you hadn't have started at all. Yeah. But there is this idea that if you begin, you must finish. And I don't think that was, I'm sure that wasn't the intention with, or the spirit with which the game was designed. Yeah. But like, I know for me, I was like, I, if, yeah. You were determined. If I need to just be wearing my pajamas because that's all I got left in my wardrobe. <laughs> I'm going to get to the end of the month. And that, <laughs> yeah. And I was yeah. like, I will not fail. Yeah. Which is like fortunate. I had enough stuff in my house to let go of. But <laughs> so it did cause you a bit of stress and anxiety um, because of that, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So I ended up doing, fresh on the heels of that I ended up doing a blog post which I think is still on my website called binge decluttering inspired or illogical <laughs> because I felt I was really motivated before I started and was encouraging all my followers to jump on board as well and do it as well and then I kind of at the end of it I was like oh I feel a bit it's like I had a post men's game hangover or something mm -hmm. I just or a vulnerability hangover or something mm -hmm. I felt like I just purged all this stuff which was great but then I was worried that because I'd encouraged other people to binge on this process as well that they weren't taking the time to either contemplate why they were bringing, bringing stuff in or they weren't thinking long term about the stuff that they got rid of mm -hmm. and one thing is as well that I I talked about I mean I talked in that post about um how we're a society of binges and we <laughs> binge on everything these days. We don't yeah. ever do anything with any level of balance. It's like if we want to get fit, yeah. we do CrossFit five days a week. You know, like we binge on our exercise program and we binge diet or then we have a bad weekend and then we binge eat and then we binge drink. And then we, you know, mm, like there's nothing true. in moderation anymore. Binge TV and watch. I was, yeah, I was worried that I was becoming an advocate for binging on stuff as well and we quite often talk about that feeling of lightness that you get when you let go of things and that you feel this sense of freedom. And I was worried that that um, positive feeling or the joy you get from letting things go, if you're doing it then all of a sudden with such frequency that that becomes almost addictive, like um, would the sensation of purging our belongings become as addictive as mm. you know purchasing belongings and I was worried that then I was advocating for people filling 
the void, whatever their void is, mm. with purging to get get that buzz or get that high. So that was my uh, yeah. yeah my post mins game. <laughs> well, that's I read a, an article recently about that actually, and I shared it on my Facebook page on the Clear Space one, and I, it was about some of these cleaning gurus on Instagram. And I think maybe they might have also referred to decluttering gurus and, and all that kind of stuff. But they were sort of saying, you know, are we replacing one obsessive behaviour with another obsessive behaviour? And are we just then just, you know, instead of actually looking at what's causing our anxiety, are we just cleaning to cover to, to feel better or decluttering to feel better but not actually working on the causes of of the anxiety. And uh, it was a really interesting article actually about, you know, just replacing one obsession with another and feeling like we're actually doing something but perhaps just, I think she said, sweeping an epidemic under the carpet might have been her exact words. And uh, and I thought that was really Mm. interesting too. Yeah, and that was the thing after I'd I'd finished, I was worried that I had kind of lured... (laughs) these people into this this realm of you know binging on on decluttering and the good the good part was most of the feedback was you know overwhelmingly positive and that it had motivated people to let go of things that they were just too lazy to get rid of previously so that was really good but I think that's it's definitely something to be mindful of Mm. as well about whether you um whether you are keeping intention in your process I guess yeah yeah. Um, one idea I had with somebody who was, I think they were doing the men's game or they told me they were too scared to do the men's game because they didn't think that they would make it all the way through and they sort of said, oh, I'll probably just get to day 15 and then I'll fail. And I said, but why, what happens if you get to day 15 and then just every day after that you just discard 15 items or you get to day 15 and you count down? So, you know, day 16 is 14 items, day 17 is 13 items and so on. And they're still getting rid of stuff, but they don't have that that whole that pressure to get rid of as many things um, as, as the one. They, and I guess you just go as far as you can. So if you get to twenty and then start counting down, that's fine. Or you get to ten and start counting down, you're still going to get rid of more than what you if you didn't start it at all. Or if you get to ten and just do ten for the rest of the month a day, it's still. I think you you can still break and bend those rules a little bit so that you can actually succeed and not feel like a failure at the end. Um, because if you get to 15 days, that's a lot of stuff that you've gotten rid of that you probably wouldn't normally have. And so calling that a failure is, you know, not giving yourself enough credit, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. And that's where I think we we love the idea of you giving this a try and finding some other people, family, friends, co-workers, anyone to, to try with, but sit down, have a chat, work out what would work for you and, you know, celebrate your success every day because you let something go. So whether you make it to the end of the first week or the end of the month and whether you mm. go up or down or however many things you manage to get rid of, it is still more than sitting there doing nothing, still going faster than someone that's sitting on the couch. Isn't how there's a quote about that. I don't, <laughs> clearly didn't say it properly, but <laughs> I think I, I, I um, know what you mean though. Yeah. Hmm. So we hope you have learned a little bit more about the minimalists and the men's game, and we will definitely put all the links 
to all the information on our website if you want to find out some more. Be sure if you decide to give this a go now or in a month or in a year's time that you let us know, tag us in your posts or share it with us on our Facebook page, in our community or on Instagram so that we can celebrate your success with you. Yep. This week's challenge is swimwear and towels. So your beach towels and uh, and the things that you wear when you go swimming. Sometimes these can collect up a little bit because we tend to hang on to spares, especially if we own a pool. And I know that um, we have spares and some ratty tatty things that we keep just in case. And so that can be a little bit of a trap that we can fall into. So have a go through your beach towels and your swimwear and uh, see if you can part with any of those pieces that either don't fit you anymore, have fallen apart or you just don't simply need anymore. Thanks for joining us. If you've enjoyed listening, we'd love it if you'd leave a review or tell all your friends about us so they too can be uncluttered. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us at beuncluttered.com.au or via Facebook and Instagram or on our own websites at clearspace.net.au and basklifecoaching.com.